Hello everybody and welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing Lost Kingdom by Laurel Black, a debut author, and this is an arc that we've received. Which we are very, very excited about. Um, yeah, we received it a couple of weeks ago. It's been very exciting receiving our first arc, so yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> So huge shout out, yeah, huge shout out to Laurel Black for finding us and sending us that. We're very lucky. Yeah, very fortunate. Very exciting. And unexpected too. Yeah, another goal ticked off for 2023 technically, even though this is going to be released in 2024. Also, for everyone listening, we are recording this on Christmas. So Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, I guess. Happy holidays. Shall I start us off with the blurb? Yep, or the Goodreads description or whatever you Uh can find. Yeah, I found the Goodreads description. Alright. Trusting him is the only way to save the kingdom. Betraying her is the only way to keep them both alive. Stripped of her memories and her magic, Raven has been left for dead. As a prisoner in the enemy's mineral mines, her only clue to who she is and where she came from is the mysterious map tattooed on her hand. A map containing hidden secrets that some people would kill for. Jeddak is one of those people. A warrior from the Kovac tribe. He's hunting for the powerful Xavian stone to pay the corrupt king's ransom. And he does, if he doesn't return home with it by the new moon, his betrothed will be executed. When Jeddak discovers that a prisoner named Raven has the only map that leads to the artifact, he allies with her as they navigate treacherous lands and battle against ancient magical forces to unravel the map's secrets. But can Raven trust this stranger who's helping her? If the map gets into the wrong hands, thousands of people will die. As their feelings for each other grow, their tenuous alliance begins to fray, until Jeddak is forced to make a decision, betray Raven or forsake his kingdom. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, Claire? (laughs) I really enjoyed this book. I don't know. I was um, enthralled. I was sucked into it. Mm. I'm easily impressed, so that's automatic five stars from me. (laughs) Um, I enjoyed the twists and turns at the end. Did feel that it was a little bit slow, the first half of the book, because they are just bouncing around, traversing, having all sorts of encounters in all sorts of different places. And then once the ball got rolling towards the back, like 20%, I was in it. I absorbed so much information. I really do love a memory loss type of trope in the beginning of a book or a series because, yeah, you get to just follow through, in our case, Raven's eyes and kind of unravel her life and her story and how she ended up where she ended up. But that also comes with the intrigue of not knowing who to trust as the reader because everyone claims they are out for her best interest, etc. So I enjoyed that little tussle. Yeah, enjoyed the little twist at the end. Like, I wasn't really trying mm. to figure anything out as I was reading because, um, obviously, everything will unravel as you read and secrets will be revealed. I think it is going to become... It is set up to be a series of sorts. I'm not sure if it's, like, a trilogy or anything mm. more than that. But there are still some questions that need to be answered and a lot of, like, loose ends still need to be tied. But I enjoyed Raven as a character. I enjoyed Jeddak. I enjoyed... All the side characters as well. Yeah, I ultimately enjoyed it. That's it. What about you, Kenzie? Ladies and gentlemen, a rare occurrence has happened in Camp Kenzie. <laughs> this has happened once before on this podcast. And I am glad that I'm ending this year with it happening once again. This is a book that I have zero qualms with. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with this. I'm like, I have D- it's like, I have DNF'd. <laughs> No, that's happened more than once. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but like, you could have been dramatic about it. This is fantastic. I will admit, I was a little bit, I was a little bit, (laughs) I was a little bit worried. 
<laughs> when we received it and as a YA novel, because YA can go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. However, I have said in the past that I enjoy a little bit of the YA because the romances within them are entirely like innocent. Mm-hmm. And you just get to see um, the relationships between characters grow really naturally and at the right pace. And also, yeah, you get to really flesh out characters without having this kind of impending, oh, they're going to have a sexual relationship kind of thing happening. And I'm sure maybe that will come in later books, but the way that the romance was written and the kind of enemies to lovers and the slow burn was really, really well written. And I'm so impressed with this book and I was so worried that I was going to hate it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I completely forgot there was a way. Yeah, not not because of anything that I'd received, but I was worried because we always read reviews of people who've received arcs and they're always gushing about the book or whatever and then we're thinking oh have they just said this because they got an arc but truly i swear to you my (laughs) loving audience that i'm not just saying this this is a really good book and i think if you enjoy our podcast then that would have to mean that you enjoy the content and the books that we read and the content that we put out about those books so therefore you will enjoy this book because it is in the same realm of fantasy romance enemies to lovers single bed kind of trope <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> memory loss like you said at the start because now i know that she's going to get her memories back within the next book at least i hope um and it's not going to get to book five and then we're going to have memory loss at the end of book five (laughs) (laughs) raven kennedy take notes (laughs) yes um yeah i really really enjoyed this book and it's not even a qualm but yes i did feel that the first little bit not dragged on but was a little bit slow i felt like there was a lot of time spent in the in malingard like trying to get out yeah trying to get out and it was more just of the I guess action pieces taking place whereas she's in the mine her and Hen are fighting off meat then she's with Bloodbane and then Jeddak saves her and it was just kind of action 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 but no kind of fleshing out of that so it just made those chapters kind of drag on a little bit because I was like well I don't have you know the full picture of what's happening here I guess but you're still learning and figuring it out yeah yeah yeah, in a way, it's it was reading a bit slow in that sense, but it also, because of all the action sequences, it was reading at much faster as well, because I was, like, flying mm. through the first half as well. Well, I was, yeah, just trying to, I was like, okay, there's a lot happening, but also kind of slowly happening without taking me further into the minds and me like, well, I kind of almost wanted a little bit of day-to-day life and then those action pieces, but it, yeah, just made those action pieces kind of feel a bit longer because I was like, well, I don't have what's happening <laughs> Yeah, And then it took a while because that was all happening and then from that happening to her actually getting out and then that first little part in the market of end. I guess it took a bit, bit for the quest to begin. Yeah, it took a little bit for everything to kick off because I suppose at the end of the day you need the, these two characters to have a similar path and to... Yeah, what I'm trying to say, sorry, yeah, is these things are happening but yeah, nothing is coming of it. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted her to get out. <laughs> Uh, I loved the unique sort of magic system, how it's all connected through individual tribes and the tribes yeah. all co- have different magics coincide mm-hmm. with each other. Entering a fantasy book, it, it's always going to be overwhelming learning all these different places, all these different forms of magic, like who's necess- who's 
like an antagonistic type of tribe mm. and who isn't and just the societal hierarchy and the political landscape it's still overwhelming but I, I find it was really I enjoyable. felt like it was fed to the reader very succinctly though and I wasn't overwhelmed whereas in other fantasy novels I have been overwhelmed by the amount of information in the first five chapters <laughs> yeah and I suppose having a memory loss trope, trope you get to have you know, the characters like Skylar yeah, feed you that information as well, mm. especially in regards to Raven's backstory. Mm. But I know sometimes in other books, yeah, you're four books in, five books in, and the two characters are still just having conversations about the world and like how things yeah. work. Whereas yeah. this was a nice yeah, set up in the first book where yeah, we're feeding all these information and it's obviously going to lead to a greater picture in the incoming yeah, and then also as well, because we're learning this information, we're learning it through the first character who's also kind of relearning it for yep. the first time. Whereas, yeah, in other books, when characters will say, I don't know, for example, like, oh, and these are the Victorians and Melbourne is the capital of Victoria and mm. they have different parts of Victoria that's farmland and then beaches and blah. And it's like, okay, well, it doesn't make sense that you're aware of everything going on and you're from there and then you're yeah. kind of reiterating this whereas this makes sense because she doesn't have a memory so she is relearning it. And we are obviously learning through her point of view as well. Also, automatic five stars because Julepov. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just in general with the memory loss thing as well as I touched on before, yeah, it just brings up a lot of distrust as the reader when you're encountering all these new characters who claim yeah. to be a part of Raven's life or even Jedek. Jedak, I'm not sure. We never got a pronunciation guide. <laughs> uh, and like what his intentions are and like how he's going to weasel or coerce Raven into uh, helping him and all that type of stuff. So it's one of those, yeah, real manipulated type of situations. And yeah, it was very interesting to see who Raven trusts or if we trust certain people, etc. Yeah, it was mm. great. It was a little bit on edge, a bit of tension, if you will. I did enjoy, though, because when Skylar makes his appearance, first of all, I knew something was going on with this cloaked figure of, in the corner <laughs> and then when they uh the magpie was making sounds i was thinking you know something's going on there i liked that the distinguishing features are the like different tattoos or markings so and he had the zabian marking so at that point i like that's the factor that makes you know that you can trust them because like okay well they're part of my tribe like, yeah of course sure. they're going to tell the truth <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's a very easy read in that sense as well because it's not like the author is trying to trick you into trying to figure things out. Like, because because mm. I I found things out obviously like on my own. Like in the beginning when it was described that she had four feathers tattooed on her arms and stuff, and then the next Jedic chapter was him seeing a page in a book, and it's like, oh, the Zivnian Zavian tribe or whatever, you know, had three bird marks. Although I f mm. forgot that it was actually three and not four. I was like, oh, right, well, now I've made that connection. Making connections is quite easy yeah. in this book as well because the author is not trying to outsmart you. Yeah, I thought as well, and I was a little bit worried that because she had four that it was going to be really special and then we'd find out that she's the lost princess or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it was just turns out that, yeah, she is the princess, but it's not a big deal. Everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, that the fourth mark. I did like the reveal. I really, really enjoyed the reveal that the fourth marking was just that, yeah, a magi. A spell in disguise. <laughs> yeah, has put a spell on her, which um, they think has made Raven lose her memories because she knows yeah. something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but what does she know? We are yet yeah. to figure that out. And I, that was such a cool thing. It wasn't this, oh, you're the lost princess, or oh, you're the key to 
saving the world, which you are, but it wasn't, that was just common knowledge that she's out there with her band of friends trying to save the world. Oh, yeah. It's her, her lineage itself wasn't a secret. Yeah. 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 To, to the, to her tribe's people, they know who she is, obviously. Which makes me wonder, because they seem to be out and about doing missions a lot, and yet there are still tribes that are still unawares that they seem to exist. Well, I think because they can be birds. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, that's a, it's a pretty good disguise, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. All right, so- <laughs> I was just thinking, do you ever think them seeing a flock of different birds is not suspicious at all? <laughs> Don't um, be suspicious. All right, so let's talk about the characters themselves. Alrighty, lead the way, Kenzie. So, main heroine, Raven. She is, I don't think her age is ever told to us, but They're, we're It's assuming. like 16, 17, because he's like 17. She is part of the secret Xavian tribe. She, she woke up a few weeks, months ago, had no memories. She's in Malincard, which is a mine. Um, they put these collars around their neck that makes them unable to access their magic. I like that. Yeah. It gets rid of the OPness of magic. Like, I'm glad yeah. there's a counter. Even though yeah. the melanite or whatever, malarite, malarite. Um, itself seems like an OP substance, but yeah. it is what it is. You need the balance. Yeah, so obviously there's different uh, tribes, different types of humans, I guess. So the Rathalans are the ones that have these this Malangard mine, and they're mining Malarite, which they make their weapons out of, and over time, exposure to it can cut your tie to magic permanently. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, crazy. Spicy. Yeah, so she's part of the secret tribe. She's in this camp. Um, she has a friend, Hen. Hen doesn't last very long. I love Bye-bye. that. That's such a bold yeah. move. Yeah, so good. Love that because no one is safe. <laughs> then a newcomer comes, Sora. Oh my gosh, Raven, we've been looking for you. Here is a map. Let me embed it into your hand. Then there is a commander, Bloodbane, and a king, Thrykill. Thrykull, I think. Anyway, the king's after the stone, or after this very powerful stone. It's um, the Xavian stone or the Azor stone. I really hope we're pronouncing all of these things correctly because we didn't receive a pronunciation guide. (laughs) So they're after the Xavian stone, which is this very powerful stone, which can essentially grant you the access. To all magic. Control all magic, yeah. But also Um, destroy the the Xavian tribe. Yeah, so the map is in Raven's hand now, and only Raven can read it because only someone of the Xavian royalty bloodline can read the map too bad but she has to be in her bird form too bad she can't access her magic dun dun then our male protagonist <laughs> there is jeddak he is a kovac warrior uh the kovacs uh have bear companions i love that so <laughs> yeah, specific which is there's the... just a bear but yeah pretty cool um and they communicate with each other i guess telepathically although i will say there was one point when they were in the bramble or a couple times, Carr did say out loud. Sometimes. Yeah, he spoke yeah. out loud. So I didn't know if that was a editing mistake or... Him speaking out loud? Yeah. I think it's just something that he can do, and if he chooses to do, he'll do it. Oh, okay, yeah, because Raven heard him a couple times. I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Had to go yeah. back and read it a couple times. Anyway, so he's a Kovac warrior. He is betrothed to Lila, but his daddy, the Bear King, says, if you don't go and find the Xavian Stone, I'm going to kill your fiancé. Um... See ya, go get the stone. Um, so he finds his way into Melangard. He gets a uh, spell that changes his face. Well, he, uh, he gets put into a disguise to be a Rathalan guard so he can go into the mines. And he discovers Raven um, and he rescues her from Bloodbane, who has taken her 
essentially a prisoner, but nicely, but also I don't know what his deal is. Um, and also he doesn't last long either, so bye. Uh, he he wants to overthrow the OG um, yeah, commander. Cool. That's what he wants to do. That's his motivation. See, like, every party involved in this book is after the stone. Yeah. Okay, so in the mines, once they find out that uh, Raven has the map, can read the map, etc., King Thrykul is like, uh, no, Bloodbane says to the king, entrust her to me, release her to me, I'll get the information out of her, or whatever. And she's put under a love potion. <laughs> Or truth potion gone wrong. Yeah, truth potion gone wrong because the magic acts funny around the Malarite. The I forget the lady's name. Um, the servant. Sable. Yeah, she she's exposed to Malarite as kind of as well. Or she she doesn't have full access to her magic, mm. so she so her her potions can be a little wonky. Um. So yeah, it was meant to be a truth potion turned into a love potion. So Jedek has to rescue Raven <laughs> while she <laughs> thinks she's in love with Bane. <laughs> yeah, that was really gnarly and gross very funny yes <laughs> and funny. Oh, funny. yeah there's a i guess town or a market nearby the market of end where jedak has made his home base i guess and so they escape to there and there is a magi there called sal satine who can answer your questions in exchange for a secret um and this is how jedak found out about the Xavian stone and then raven goes to her and asks how to find her brother how to find her brother yeah because she just has this one memory of her brother standing on the beach and saying she will pay for what she's done Mm -hmm. a very recurring dream yeah all right let's talk about their adventures in marker of end okay they go on a lot of adventures (laughs) they go on a lot of adventures but also i just wanted raven to listen to jeddak oh yeah (laughs) that's a little bit frustrating she was putting up so much resistance against him and you know i understand she doesn't have her memories but this guy has rescued you i don't know have a little thanks you kind of owe him (laughs) yeah (laughs) to sound like i'm coercing coercing you yeah you owe him a little bit yeah and especially if you are aware that you have no memories and this guy is seemingly helping you you can at least fake trust him for a while until proven otherwise and then yeah just Stay put. I don't. Yeah, it's it's the heroines who have been locked up for a long time. Once they <laughs> once they're free again, they just they just can't sit still. Yeah. Um. And they go. They need to find a place to rest. They find a first they're in a tavern though, and there's a cloaked hooded figure in the corner. He's sussy wussy. We find out about him later. Then they go and find an inn. There is one bed. I thought we we're gonna get something right up, but Jeddak is like, I sleep on the floor. You can't say that this romance was built quick because Dance of Thieves, were, they hooked up within like the first four chapters. <laughs> so yeah. like, like, this is well paced in comparison to that. Yes, yes. Oh, I also love, speaking of Dance of Thieves, I love a travelling romance. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, the close proximity. They're forced to be together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're on an adventure and they're travelling through different lands. Yeah, I don't know if they were traveling too much or if cuz it became a very repetitive in the in the new place that they went to there was always going to be some sort of encounter. Yeah. And I understand that's there's a sense of urgency because Jeddak has to get everything done essentially I guess within 2 weeks at this point. So he can't really fart us around. But yeah, there just always seemed to be yeah, and encountered every new place and I just thought maybe they might get lucky at some point. And because while while they're trying to figure out where to go, the um Rathalans, yeah, are pretty much gathering at all these entrance points to to the Kovac tribe. So yeah. it was just very intense sense of urgency. And it almost seemed like they're being pigeonholed into, obviously, a big encounter with them. It's all for the plot, so it's fine. Also, the Kovacs are fast healers um, and 
Jeddak can heal other people like minor injuries and stuff so he heals Raven a couple times so when their paths become a little bit blocked off uh first of all there's a mysterious bowman um Mm -hmm. who shoots some arrows kills some rathalan guards saves their lives essentially appears to raven a couple of times hey raven hey ray it's me your boy skylar (laughs) except i don't know who you are (laughs) yeah and raven's like where the fuck are you (laughs) yeah 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 um so then they figure out they need to go through the bramble lands Bramblelands is very dangerous. Because yes, because it's like a, uh, a weed, a really bad like, yeah. weed thorns. Yeah, and a scratch from this thorn can yeah put you into a deep sleep that you just don't wake up from. And there's also just rumors about this city that it's a city, it's a hidden city of gold and like all f- full of treasure and all that stuff. And the bramble is what's there to protect it. And there's I, I love just the funny aspect of there being like a cannibal listic rumor involved with this with these people it was just so funny Uh, which of course none of that is true although their city is hidden um it's the bramble allows them to be well protected yeah the the map and sorry everyone thinks in the center is a city of gold but the queen uh eventually says that the translation has been lost over time and it's not like treasure gold it is that the nectar of the fruit Special harvest year, the bramble produces uh, special flowers that can heal or make you immune to the to the scratches and the poison of the bramble thorns, etc., etc. And so, yeah, this is the thing. Like when they went to the bramble, and then Raven got scratched. I'm like, was this really necessary? Could we go through an, yeah. an encounter where they could have a sense of danger and panic? and stress but without any sort of real emotional pull because yeah Jeddak was like no Raven you're gonna enter the dreamless sleep you gotta fight this blah 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 yeah. and it's yeah I don't know again every new place there's an encounter a life or death encounter and I thought that might that just got a little bit too much like they could have just stumbled across some more guards or something and then they'd be taken prisoner again but I suppose then how else are you gonna have Skylar kind of come in and have that dream sort of help situation yeah I don't know it's just me <laughs> Also, at this point, Skylar comes, like, really in, introduces himself, tells Raven the entire story of what's happening. Uh, he says, you cannot go to Ascaland with Jeddak. He is lying to you because he knows about the map and the stone. Because at this point, Jeddak hasn't asked her, you know, what tribe she's from or anything about the stone. Just that he's, he thinks his grandma, who's a really um, old but powerful healer, can restore her magic. Um, so, so Skylar ex- explains, you know, I overheard him talking to Sal Satine. Um, he knows about the Xavian Stone, he knows about the map, blah, blah, blah. Also, Jeddak hasn't told Raven that he's engaged. Yeah, um, no. Because he's starting to have the feels. <laughs> Cheeky boy. <laughs> yeah. Also, Jeddak kisses Raven and yep. then immediately, I'm sorry, I can't, and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cheeky boy. <laughs> yeah, so the next morning, Raven uh, confronts him, you liar, blah, 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 can't believe you're engaged. Oh, and then he says, I mean, he tells her the story, full story. Um, and she's like, what the hell? Anyway, and even though Skylar was like, please don't go with him, just wait for me to come back, Raven still goes with him because she's like, you're an idiot, you're a liar, but I still want my magic back. Yeah, at the very least, she wants her magic. And if yeah. Jeddak f- believes his grandma can do it, then she'll yeah. she'll risk it. So after the Bramble Lands, they go through the Forgotten Forest and the legend of this Forgotten Forest is that there is a Magi queen who's betrothed, betrayed her or something and so she like breaks everyone's heart in the forest and don't step off the path, it's all foggy, 
don't believe anything you see. Yeah, don't talk to anyone. And what do they do? They fucking fall for it. <laughs> they talk to people. They go off the path. So I want to talk about Raven's experience in this forest. Yep. So she sees her brother. Who she believes is named Rainer. Exactly. This is what I want to talk about. Okay. So, yeah. So she sees her brother, Rainer, allegedly. And he's like, hold my hand because if you hold my hand, we can fly. We can fly home because she's like, oh, I don't have my magic. He's like, I can like transfer my magic to you. Just as she's about to jump off a cliff by herself, Skylar saves her. And she is like, my brother Rainer was here. And Skylar says, your brother's name is not Rainer. It's yeah. Swift. So where did Rainer come from? So what exactly. Is this is what I want to know. Who and what and where is Rainer? <laughs> <laughs> How is Rainer? <laughs> Yeah, so that's fun. And then they go to walk away and they get um, hauled in by Rathalem guards to Askeland. Uh, Kovac guards. That's right. Sorry. Kovac guards. Yeah, okay. But yeah. there are Rathalans in <laughs> yeah. Askeland. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. And then let's go to Jeddak's experience in the forest. What an experience. He is experienced. He is witnessing. He's hearing or seeing Lila and they're having their reunion and he's kind of convinced that she's grateful for him and that she's he's going to save her, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, then I want to just ask, sorry, quickly, did you think that this was real? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's, uh, or whatever his name was, was just like, yeah, don't talk to anyone, don't steer yeah. off the path. And it's and like, also, what do I do? Jeddak is such an idiot because also it's like, well, according to you, your brother has her, uh, your brother, your father has her locked away until yeah. you return with the stone. Why would she randomly be here? Although I was, I did feel a little bamboozled because... Raven earlier had been again captured by the Kovac guards. For some reason, in my mind, I was like, well, there may be a chance that they're actually there because why else? Jeddak is then drawn to like a lake and he's hearing this sort of like manacle laughter and it is coming from this Magi queen. And she has Raven, well, has a version of Raven and uh, Lila hostage in a lake, threatening to drown them. And she gives him a choice uh, yeah. whether to save Lila or Raven, and one of them has to die. And who does that whole, like, take me instead? And she's like, no, you have to choose. But because this uh, hallucination is um, as a way to, to draw out his own misery and, you know, what would break his heart, you know, it really goes to show that he is torn between his growing love mm. for Raven and the love that he thinks he has with Lila. I say thinks mm -hmm. he has because, obviously, the ending. Yes. <laughs> but Carr, his bear companion, um, manages to snap him out of it. And poor Jeddak, he was pretty traumatised and pretty heartbroken by that, but I guess that's the nature of this forest and the nature of this Magi witch mm. person. Crazy. Very different experiences for them both, but they're all... She did try and lead them to their death. Yes. Although I was a bit confused because she was like... Jeddak, you were such a challenge. It's like, it didn't seem like it. He seemed yeah. to have fallen for the Lila uh, hallucination pretty easily. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I think they're trying to make Jeddak seem a lot like emotionally stronger and strong-willed than what he actually is. I just I just thought he just fell for it just as easily as Raven did. Um. So then they're back in Askeland. Askeland. Which is where we needed to end up anyway. Which so is where we needed to be. whole rigmarole anyway. yes. to end up here. Yes. Turns out Bloodbane slash Bane is there and also the king is like, you haven't returned the stone, so you're, you're a fool, but you brought the Xavian girl, so well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he still failed because he just needed also, the stone. This is where I was a little bit sus because Lila comes out and is like, oh my god, Jedak, you've returned blah blah I love you now we can get married I'm so excited this woman supposedly has been held 
in captivity, I guess, yeah, <laughs> awaiting yeah. his return. And she comes out and she's all beautiful yeah. and stunning and hair is great. So I was like, something is going on. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit sussy-wussy. Just rip into the ending. <laughs> Just do it, Kenzie. So the king goes, yo, you are to be married right now, tonight. Love a wedding in a hurry. <laughs> Love a wedding in a hurry. And Jennick's like, what? I don't understand. I can't get married because he's in love with Raven. Anyway, yes. so they go to the wedding. Oh, there's a fight over the stone first. Like Bane tries to like cut it out of Raven's mm. hand. It comes down. There's a big fight. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Tussle. But then tussle. But then they realize that she's the only one who can read it. But then also Sora lied to get out of the mine. It was like I can read it as well. Or whatever. Um. So they've got to figure out which one can read it. But so that wedding, they cut their palms because you got to do like a blood exchange thing. Blah blah blah. Anyway, <laughs> so they're that. doing a blood exchange, which I I think is really cool. But yeah. And then Lila leans in and it's like, you know, saying some stuff. She's like, now you're mine. Like, Yeah, that's when obviously shit hits the fan and you start yeah. to realise. And then oh, like no. he, had a, he had a necklace that was from her. It's giving um, Little Mermaid. Yeah. And it like briefly glows and then he becomes a sleeper agent for, yep. for Lila, <laughs> who turns out to be the White Widow, which we have skipped over <laughs> this entire time. But read the book. <laughs> it should be. By the time this episode's released, it should be out. Yeah, yeah. so it turns out who is... Yeah, I think it comes out on the 17th, the book. Yeah, and so she's been after the stone this whole time. And, you know, she talks about how, oh, I thought it was going to take a long time for him for him to fall in love with Lila, but he did it in, like, a week. How easy for me. Also, the king is under my control as well, LOL. So she's just been using all of the tribes to get the stone. <laughs> They've been. She's been pitting them against each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pitting everybody against each other, and she is highlighting all this yeah underlying political tension and everything as well huge big huge manipulation scandal i loved it though because it's the men that got fooled it's exactly (laughs) (laughs) so then she's like well i've got the stone now whatever jeddak kill all the (laughs) xavians yeah it's a lot of back and forth of threats and who to kill and who not to kill yeah yeah and because he's a sleeper agent he begins to attack and then the rathalans are like what's going on and then the Kovacs are like what's going on and there's a lot of Kovacs and Rathalans had almost their own sort of deal in place and now this and everyone's confused that like Lila is now in charge essentially oh it was so funny when her bear died because in with this tribe if your bear dies you die and if you die your bear dies because the magic is what connects you both yeah when her bear quote-unquote dies every I just loved how it was described that everyone was just like pulled their attention to her and just to see what would happen and then when nothing happened it was just like (gasps) shit is real um and yeah and the bear just disintegrated into dust implying that it was a fake bear (laughs) yeah um as soon as I think just after the vows and maybe the weird little kiss between Lila or the white widow and Jeddak, as soon as like the spot white spider mark was appeared on his chest or whatever, I knew that obviously that's the route we're gonna take and that's the White Widow. So yeah, all hell breaks loose. But then Jeddak is about to kill Raven and she says, I love you. Yeah. Ah! Kinda snaps out of it. And moment. he's like because <laughs> <laughs> love conquers all. <laughs> Through love, all is possible. Always. Yeah, he kinda snaps out of it and then the the Skylar. And then Skylar kind of tackles. Shoulders. Spear, yeah, tackles. Spear tackles. <laughs> yeah, spear tackles the White Widow out a window over a balcony, falling down. Nobody. Exactly, no this death. is the thing. So Raven's like, first of all, oh my god, Skylar, he's dead. But Skylar is a bird, so he comes back. Um, and he's fine. He's like, or, or is it I Skylar? have wings. <laughs> is it Skylar, yeah. though? Oh, geez. Um, 
And then because the king snapped out of it and Jeddak snapped out of it and they have this moment of describing that they look at each other and, real- and they both have this moment where it's like waking up from a bad dream because they've been kind of under her control. Jeddak still has the white spider mark mm-hmm. and usually when a magi dies, their spells and their markings disappear with them. So nobody, no crime. Yeah, nobody equals no death, but yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, she's definitely making it seem like she's not dead. Because yeah. why would you have this big bad essentially built up for half the book only to just yeah. be knocked off, though? She's going to be a problem. Yes. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, because Jeddak has so much love for Lila, um, it goes to show how much of it was actually, like, manipulated or how easily manipulated he was into loving her and feeling that love. It's crazy. It's, it gives a lot of, yeah, Cruel Prince vibes, Throne of Glass type of vibes. So if you like those books, I feel like you'd enjoy this book. Yeah, then, like, the next day, Jeddak wakes up. He's doing Jeddak things. <laughs> He's being a yeah. little mopey. Yeah, Raven and uh, Skylar are kind of walking around and... Raven asks if they were ever a couple. <laughs> I mean, um, because was, he has a necklace as well, and she's like, "Oh, like what is that? Whatever." And he's like, "You gave it to me," and because yeah, she has feelings for Jeddak, so she doesn't want to be torn. And so the very last, you know, sentence is Skylar asks, "What do you want to know about?" Because like I'll tell you anything, and Raven says, "Tell me about home." Yeah, the end. I like yeah. that though. It was a good yeah. kind of clean ending, a clean conclusion. Yes. Although there is obviously more to come because there's obviously more story to be told. Yes. And yeah, it just made me so sad that anytime Skylar asked a question of Raven or said something and then Raven would just give him the, like, I don't know what you're talking about vibes. He just looked so, felt so dejected from it and Mm. so resigned. It's like, bro, you know she's lost her memories. Give her some, like, give her a moment. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed this book. The the YA aspect is giving, yeah, cool prints to a T, everything like that. But also Throat of Glass, Dance of Thieves, like very... It's encapsulating yeah. a lot of very popular books, which is great. It's great, and it's also, yeah, very unique in the magic system, the tribe system. Mm. A lot of fast-paced action bouncing around, maybe a bit too much. I don't know. Really enjoyed it. Very clean conclusion. Hopefully looking forward to the rest of the series, trilogy, duology, whatever it's going to end up being. Mm. And yet yeah, can confirm book will be out January 17, 2024. Alright, so normally at this point in an episode, we would go to the Stars That Listen, which is where we read a one-star review and a five-star review. It's very funny, and I always, if I agree with them, that's fine. If I don't agree with them, I will fight them. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. because this book isn't out, I said to Claire, I was like, I have a surprise. Okay. <laughs> um, and I thought that we could go and leave our own review. <laughs> okay. Our own, I'm giving five stars. <laughs> okay, yep. Yeah, I would also be giving five stars though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because okay. I enjoyed it. It's like I'm easily impressed. It's like I get you get all these memes on TikTok or Twitter, and it's like other reviewers would be like, "There's so many plot holes. It's such a bad book," but it's like it made me giggle, so it's five stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> automatic. Yeah, um, but also the surprise portion of this for all of you guys is that um, we're not going to read out our reviews. They are for you to go and find. <laughs> oh. oh, we're actually going to leave a re- Okay. Yes. Oh, dear. I feel like this is something I have to consent to, you know? <laughs> well, we I can to... just leave a review from both of us. Hey, hey, we can make a Letterboxd Book Club Goodreads account. Yes. And then we'll leave a review. Yes. There we go. Hindsight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Should we quickly just go over the, the, the White Widow situation? Because, yeah, we skimmed through that, and that's pretty important. Okay, go ahead. While you do that, I'll do this. You're going to make her account? 
Yeah. Uh, I believe in whatever you say, right? Whatever you want, I agree with it 110%. The reason the White Widow is the big bad, essentially. She just wants to take control of the of the stone, which then in turn controls all aspects of magic in this world. And then she wants to obviously destroy the Xavian tribes, etc. She just wants to be, wants to rule the world. She wants the, the powers of the Magi. She wants to essentially be the full leader of the Magi people because they don't actually have a kingdom in this world, even though they are considered their own sort of tribe. Um, but they don't have a full cohesive or united kingdom that they all fall under. They all kind of scatter about and live in all sorts of different places, just like Sal, who kind of resides in the market of end, etc., etc. I suppose another example would be that Magi who lived in the forest as well, because she's very isolated and she's all for herself and she's living like, like a hermit witch type of person. And so because Raven's uh, kingdom, or the, the Xavian tribe, they're magic force is flowed through the stone and that controls all their magic um, and because this stone is very important to the Xavian tribe it was Raven's responsibility to protect it and so once their kingdom was under attack and the stone compromised and stolen away um, it was st- actually it was in the hands of the white widow but then a bird with fire managed to get a hold of it and let it elsewhere and it is assumed it is residing in the wastes and that's why the map is so important because that map is the map of the wastes that they're able to locate so this is why there's a whole big rigmarole around raven and her ability to decipher the map and obviously it's going to be the forefront of the next book hopefully and then everyone else subsequently is after the stone so the rest of raven's troop is after the stone for raven obviously the bear king wanted it for the white widow but ultimately for his own reasons um and then bloodbane wanted it because he wanted to overthrow his Revelin commander and a little bit more sinister in that regard. Lots of parties, lots of vested interest, but I could just, I don't know, maybe this is just a me thing. Timeline wise, why now in this moment in time does everyone- (laughs) Maybe we will find that out. Maybe, maybe. Because now I guess people are starting to find out about the Xavian Stone. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And while the White Widow was manipulating and compromising the Bear King, she was using his motivation of trying to reclaim an old ancient land from another tribe, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of underlying political issues at play and who knows how they're going to unfold in the future. But yes, a lot of encounters. Like even when they were with that, I think it was like Merrin and her wife, like they're a, they're an Arden, Arden tribe members and... Jeddak had inherent like bias and distrust with them because their tribe is known for being committing thievery and all that type of stuff and like murder very harsh sort of peoples I guess but things are also resolved really quickly once it happens like with every encounter it's not lingering or ongoing it happens they recover they move on so yeah big book lots of like glimpses of world building in the process yeah. perhaps we get to meet all sorts of other tribes and tribal members yeah like what's Bloodbane gonna do now is he I don't know I don't remember if he's dead or if he's just incapacitated or wonder if he's gonna be a problem in the future and then it'd be interesting to finally meet Raven's brother Swift Rainer Rainier or whoever he is where did she get that name from yeah maybe that's the name of the magi who did it and yeah I just loved the the spell work the potions just the whole magical essence of it all very unique and different compared to other books because other fantasy books they're really reliant on elemental specific type of magic so you got your fire wielders you got your shadow wielders you've got your ice wielders but this is all yeah different tribes bear companions you got plants and you've got nature you've got 
astronomy related stuff you've got other tribes that can manipulate a specific ore to have impenetrable skin and all that type of stuff like it's just also different and unique maybe it can become a thing we leave a review yeah maybe (laughs) in 2024 our stars that listen (laughs) so yeah well kenzie is still writing uh thank you again to laurel black for reaching out very excited very keen to see how the rest of the series trilogy however many books how it all pans out may you have a great debut because i certainly enjoyed it hope for many books to come very intrigued just with the whole landscape of this world would like to see raven obviously succeed in her story perhaps she just ends up on her throne as intended essentially her kingdom is sort of under the sea almost within a sea landscape so it'd be nice to have that like draw back to home and see what that kind of underwater world is like because she has lots of moments where she feels yeah drawn to the ocean and the sea and everything this was such a good idea why haven't we done this why have we not (laughs) made a goodreads account for our body jeez because we're fools we learn as we go (laughs) hey we can keep track of the books that we want to read and record (laughs) true better better than our google doc oh you know what i'll read it Considering this is the first time I'm reading it. Alright, so this is what Kenzie wrote on behalf of us for the Goodreads. We'd like to start off this review by thanking Laurel Black for reaching out. We were lucky enough to receive an arc. Automatic five stars. (laughs) This book is a fresh take on YA fantasy. The world building and lore were written in a way that was understandable and easily followed without overwhelming the reader. I mean, I was overwhelmed, but that's just me. That's a me problem. (laughs) From the get-go, we were enthralled by Raven, her lost memories, and her road to freedom. Jadak's story was one of potential heartbreak and misery and we couldn't help but root for him even when he was being an idiot. I agree. Car was a breath of fresh air, always keeping Jadak in check and often time being the voice of reason. Yeah, I liked Car. Yeah. He was like, he was my favourite character. We love a bear. Yeah. The slow burn and Miss Lover's plot was expertly intertwined into the journey the protagonists found themselves on. Highly recommend this to anyone wanting to dip their toes into fantasy before diving into bigger, more complex worlds. Yeah. Love that, Kenzie. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> this is why she writes our captions. <laughs> She's a smarty pants. All right, and with that concludes this episode of Letterboxd Book Club. So I thank don't know. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know. We have like a small gauge as to when this is going to be posted, but it may be shuffled. So I'm not going to say what's happening next week because <laughs> I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, we've screwed up our entire timeline. But that's fine. <laughs> Check us out next week with whatever's out next week. Yeah. Hope, hope great... that your start of 2024 has been great. Of course. Well, <laughs> I hope 2024 Claire and Mackenzie are doing well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Catch us next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.